Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business Podcast. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers Lowell Chamber, joined as always by my co-host, Nick Smith. And Nick, we have a really great topic today, but before we do that, I always do this at the end, but let's get this on the front end. This is where a sponsorship would go. We would have, we're looking for sponsors. We will happily advertise your business at the top and bottom of every Chamber Voice of Business podcast. So anyway, moving on, we have a great panel. That's uh, right. So we That's are very right. excited to be talking about how to participate in cultural events and movements as a business. Essentially, how do you increase your social equity and inclusion and reach out and get more hires for young, young generation, the next generation, millennials, Gen Z. So uh, before we start with that, Nick, why don't you go ahead and introduce our panel? Sure thing. This morning, we have Brad Phillips, our SVP of Marketing Communications here at the Chamber. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. Thanks for having me today. A topic wow. that's very close to my heart, very passionate about it. I'm glad you're here. I was very excited to have you here since, again, you are uh, someone I work with very closely uh, day in and day out. We share an office, so I'm, I'm happy to get to uh, share your perspectives on everything here with everybody else. It's weird sitting next to him as opposed to across, right? That's right. That's right. He can actually hit me if I do something I'm not supposed to, so I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, we also are joined this morning by Ross Phillips. No relation to Brad. Nepo baby. <laughs> None whatsoever. I will not claim him. Nepo baby. He is our SVP of community development and oversees a lot of our leadership development, our education policies, as well as uh, working with the group in our DEI initiatives. So good morning, Ross. Good morning. Thanks for finally having me. It's episode three, man. I know, but Mariana's over here. She's been on it twice That already. is true. That is true. <laughs> Which leads me into Mariana Osorio, Community Engagement and Inclusion Manager, who is joining us again today. Mariana, thank you for joining us. You did wonderfully in our, our first episode, so of course we had to bring you back uh, by special request with Ross, who you share an office with. So, yeah. you know, uh, you can keep him under wraps today, and just hopefully. like Brad, she can actually hit me now. Yeah. 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 See, and I'm the antisocial one that just has my own. So you're not antisocial. You're informed. Oh, there we go. Uh, individually, <laughs> that, yes, that, well, that's Nick, how we got before, it. Before we get up to the topic, uh, why don't you go ahead and go through uh, what's going on in the news lately? Sure thing. NWA in the news this week, uh, hitting the national news this week. You may have heard Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders introduced her new Learns proposal for education in Arkansas. There's a great breakdown of that from our uh, VP of Government Affairs, Sarah Lynn. Geiger on our legislative update. Reach mm -hmm. out to her if you're curious about some of the stuff that's being said about that proposal and, and what they hope to see for education in Arkansas. Also, something uh, near and dear to me, being a U of A graduate, the Wingate Studio and Design Center opened to students at the University of Arkansas School of Art this semester, and that leads the way for construction of a new art gallery to begin next down there at the U of A School of Art. It's a really cool thing that's happening there. I encourage you all to, to check it out if you get a chance. And last but certainly not least, we are recording this the morning after Valentine's Day, which is something that is near and dear to everyone at this table. Any of you all do anything fun last night for Valentine's Day? Crickets. I, I love I, that. I, I clean my house because I, I don't believe in Valentine's Day. Oh, so, here no, we go. We're not going down that rabbit hole. No, no, no. no, no. no. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, if I, yeah. if I need a day on a calendar or a TV commercial or a greeting card company to tell me that I need to show my significant other how I feel about them, I failed. Like I need, I should do that just because. And, and there's a bunch of significant others that are scrambling to turn this podcast off of speaker mode right now, <laughs> so that that doesn't get out to the rest of their significant well, others. I, it's I hear true, you, Steve. I mean, I just gave a simple "I love you." Yeah. What What's more meaningful, getting flowers on a random Thursday or a day that the TV tells you you have to? Just say either or. Just say. I think it's just a nice excuse to do something fun too. Like I, my boyfriend I and I were in archery, and. 
it was fun. It was just because we wanted to do something. So that's great. We don't I have do nothing a lot against people that do. Like I have no more. issue at yeah. all with it. It's just not for me. I just, you know, that's just that's I like yeah. the archery angle. You know, you yeah. got like the cupid thing going on. Yeah, yeah. 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 it works out really well. Yeah. And if he makes you mad, you can just shoot him. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Very yeah. passive aggressive way to deal <laughs> with your significant other. <laughs> like, this coming from throwing the... is a fun event, fun date, but also a warning. It was very competitive. We got very competitive. Was yeah. I find it interesting that the guy whose wife is pregnant was the one who brought up you the know, shooting, shooting yeah. each other yeah <laughs> uh, you know hormones <laughs> he's dodged a plate or two in his day yeah <laughs> that's right that's right which you know i hear you spent last night with reagan right your son yeah. and so yeah last night it was just reagan and i really hanging out watching coco melon enjoying all the songs learning some new ones that i've never heard before hey so nothing wrong with that man no, that's, that's great it's a good it day was fun good night Tune in later for RLC Podcast Junior, where Ross will uh... apples and bananas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We start we start bringing in the kids. Can you imagine Finley getting on a mic? Ooh. <laughs> Steve, I'm going to pass it back to you. Actually, yeah, to do our right. full topic introduction this week. It's a good one. Hope you guys are uh, ready for this. Well, as I said uh, at the top, we're uh, we're talking about how to participate in cultural events and movements as a business, and and why this is important. Um, you you look at studies, and upwards of 75 percent of millennials and Generation Z will not even look at working for companies unless they feel that social equity uh, and inclusion is a, a core tenet of a business. Um, and, and as we've just done the, the rebrand and, and the relaunching, you know, specifically focused on the next generation, um, we need to make sure that we're telling our companies how they can engage future generations and how they can, what they can do. It's a workforce development tool. It's a, it's a worker retention tool, um, but it's also just the right thing to do <laughs> is really what it comes down to. We're in the middle of Black History Month now. We've got International Women's Day coming up. We've got Mental Health Month, Pride Month, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, all of these things coming uh, up later in the calendar year. And so what can businesses do to engage, show that they are invested, giving back to their community, and also, again, outreach for the next generation to show that they care. And these, these movements matters. And, you know, in our vision statement, we say opportunities for all, and, and all means all. And that's really what it comes down to. For sure. I want to bolster some of the things that you said. Uh, you mentioned some of the surveys and things like that. I actually have uh, some links. We're going to make sure that these get published uh, in the uh, commentary for the podcast, wherever you're listening to it. So if you're you're curious, you can actually go and download some of these links, read some of the reports. Um, but a couple of things to, to point out, the National Association of Colleges and Employers, NACE, has asked new graduates to rank the importance of a diverse workforce. And the first year, they uh, ranked diversity as 12th out of 15 possible options. But by the spring of 2020, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion has risen to 7th out of 19 options, over 79% of respondents called it very important uh, when they're looking at employers. Uh, the director of research at NACE said employers are obviously starting to recognize the shift in making DEI initiatives a uh, tenet of uh, their uh, employer uh, establishment plan. There's also 76% of millennials and Gen Z seek a diverse and culturally immersed employer. That comes from a uh, Glassdoor uh, workplace inclusion survey. Uh, something else that came from Glassdoor, major employers highlight the importance of Black History Month with internally focused programs before external PR. That's something that we'll talk about a little bit more as well. And then also, Fortune had a very good uh, editorial where they did a, a impromptu survey of many of their uh, CEOs that uh, talk with Fortune editors who said that uh, from supplier diversity to town halls, executives are actually doing a lot to honor Black History Month this year. 
internally in the workplace as opposed to uh, outward extending PR initiatives. So these are all things that I think are important for us to bring up, but uh, uh, great ways for us to just kind of go over the topic and just dive into more of the detail when it comes to DEI initiatives in, in the workplace. Yeah, and, and DEI, SEI, those are kind of interchangeable terms. You know, we're shifting more towards, you know, social equity and inclusion, social engagement and inclusion, as, as opposed to using that DEI just because we felt that that kind of got, you know, acronym to death. Uh, a little bit where, uh, you know, people there sometimes can be negative connotations with the word diversity. So that's why we're just talking about, you know, society as a whole. We are getting more and more diverse every single day. You know, 37 percent of the population in Rogers is Spanish speaking. We're a minority majority school district. I mean, so diversity is here. Um, so when we're talking about diversity, we're talking about society. So we need to make sure that we're engaging uh, on, on a social level, um, not just focusing on one specific, you know, all means all is really what it comes down to. For sure. And with that, I think that's a good way for us to go right into the questions for the panelists. I know you guys are just itching to get going with this, uh, but I'm actually going to start with Brad. You have several decades actually working mm. in different company environments yes. uh, from smaller mm. companies all the way up through Fortune 500 companies. And so you've been around for several cultural shifts nationally uh, when it comes to just things that employers as well as society uh, tends to pay attention to. Uh, we're talking, um, you know, ever since the, the late 80s, early 90s, clear on through today, you've been in marketing. So when it comes to companies participating in these cultural engagement endeavors, you probably have a unique perspective coming from that. Are there any things that, that stick out to you in your history of working in marketing and kind of witnessing these things evolve that you'd love to share? Yes, I think all of us are living this human experience differently. And I understand this well being a gay man. Um, I'm so happy to learn that NextGen are valuing this diversity and inclusion. What I think is happening is businesses of all sizes have finally learned to value all people. And looking back, you know, don't underestimate the power of sense of belonging and having pride in your self-identity. That fear of rejection is real. Not being accepted for who you are uh, in minorities and cultural groups is real, I know. I experienced it personally um, in my 30-plus years in the corporate marketing career in the 90s, in the 2000s, as you talked about. But get back to the surveys. Um, one important one to me was a recent Glassdoor survey where it showed 50% of LGBTQ plus employees being out at work could hurt their career. And it's true. Um, I lived it. Um, I was in the closet my first corporate jobs in the early 90s in fear of being judged and my work being overshadowed by that. In the mid-90s, I joined a company that valued and welcomed all. It was Fast Signs International. And, you know, it was my first experience being able to be the authentic me at work. Uh, in the 2000s, um, I, I started with Motorola. And it got so much satisfaction helping them form employee resource groups um, known as ERGs, including the LGBTQ plus group. And what I saw were these groups thriving with high performers and leaders and the company culture just really positive. So that journey it just really excites me to hear you talk today about how the next gen has made this very important to them. They value it. For sure. And yeah. you said ERGs, employee resource groups. Resource groups. So, so you were part of the endeavor that actually kind of internally started that, uh, looking into that with a Fortune 500, right? Because Motorola was, is Fortune 500. That's right. Um, and, you know, so I asked myself, looking back and looking at today and all these efforts, um, do these campaigns truly support the communities they highlight? 
do the efforts made by a business positively impact employees and customers? Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. When they help foster an inclusive work culture where employees can be true to themselves, like I discovered, and celebrate their identity and heritage, yes, they can be effective. Just real quickly, before, yes. before, we, before we move on to Ross, um, I just, I just want to say, Brad, like, I know that, you know, I, I'm sorry for, for what you had to go through living in that fear. Like, that's just, that's awful and horrible. And, you know, I just, you know, would just like to say, you know, I hope you know that you are loved and cherished in this workplace and in, in this work environment. I mean, I'm literally misting up just thinking about what you had to go through. And so just, just you know, I, I hope you know and feel every single day that everyone in this office loves you and accepts you for who you are. And there's, you know, that's just that that <laughs> your family, man. Like, seriously, <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm rarely at a loss for words, and this is well. My message, time. I guess, today is helping people feel seen and heard and valued is the best way to celebrate them. Yeah, and um, it's good for both business and community to be welcoming to all. And I've lived that, and I'm so excited to see this movement today. And, and now that we got that Hallmark moment out of the way. <laughs> Sponsored by Valentine's Yeah, there we go. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, much to Steve's dismay, I'm sure. No, I, I, I think that touches on something that uh, is probably the driving force behind a lot of our uh, equity and inclusion endeavors, which is why I was going to pass it off to Ross, because, Ross, you've been doing a lot of work over the last several years in – both educating us internally to the importance of that uh, as a chamber staff, as well as learning to uh, establish uh, within our community several different programs to kind of extend uh, those initiatives outwardly. Do you want to touch on kind of how you've been working in that uh, endeavor and, and what you're hearing from groups like Emerging Leaders or LBC that, that you've been working with? Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of what Brad was just talking about, is making sure that in your workplace, in your community, you feel welcomed, you feel invited, you feel like you have a seat at the table. So that's, I mean, that's the gist of it, is just ensuring that we are a community that welcomes diversity. But yeah, Steve touched on it. We're diverse already. That, that part's already there. It's the inclusion piece. It's that equity piece that we're really trying to move forward to now. And how can we ensure that all voices, all communities are being heard and that are being represented? So that's a lot of the work that we're trying to do here. I'm very passionate about that. I mean, I grew up here in Northwest Arkansas. I've seen the change over my lifetime. I mean, whenever I graduated high school, yeah, it was a small school. There were only two African-Americans in my graduating class, and those were the only two in the entire school. Mm -hmm. um, and to see the change that has happened now. I mean, you look at the statistics in the early 1990s, we were 94, 95% Caucasian. Now, if you look at Northwest Arkansas as a region, it's what, 70? 78 to 80. Yeah. Um, but we're still, as a region, as a um, region. internally within Rogers, yeah. that number has, has dropped significantly. Yeah. Sorry, a lot of my work deals with the region yeah. as no, a whole. Absolutely. Not, oh, yeah. not just oh, yeah. Rogers. Well, and you, you do a lot but, of work with education, too, yeah. and the statistics are even more... In the, uh, diverse in the school in, district. In the so school if, you're, district. if you're looking at that younger generation, if you're looking at the high schools, I mean, we're a minority majority school district in Rogers right now. Over so, 200 different languages and dialects mm -hmm. spoken just in the Rogers school district. That's that's the, that's the next generation of leaders. That's the next generation of workforce. And we need to be investing in that community right now to ensure that the success of our community. I mean, I like I said, I grew up here. 
I have a two and a half year old now. I have a little daughter on the way. This is going to be their home. We put down roots here and I want to make sure that I'm doing everything possible to give them the best place to live. And that and a sense of belonging. And a sense of yeah. belonging in that as well. So. And, and a sense of pride in the community mm-hmm. that you grow up in and, and live live in, you know? Like, you don't want to look back and be like, man, my hometown was awful, yeah. you know? Like, you don't want to look do that as an adult. You <laughs> well, know? and I think you touched on something that I, I think is, is great in that when we say equity with this kind of stuff, and when we're talking about participating in these cultural moments, these cultural events, whether they be Black History Month, uh, Indigenous Peoples Month, um... Uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, we're essentially, we're not just acknowledging, celebrating those cultural movement, movements as a, as a business. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in many ways, you're talking about people celebrating themselves. I mean, right. it, it's recognizing themselves in their community. It's mm-hmm. recognizing where they came from and sharing that with others. I mean, right. it's, it's not, not exclusionary yeah. at all. Yeah. Celebrating their identity and heritage. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to? I mean, uh, Mariana, you come from a. Uh, speaking of Hispanic heritage, you come from that background, and mm-hmm. so you see, uh, in your community, um, kind of the the uh, expansion on everything that we've been talking about. Do you want to to give us some examples of ways that that these kinds of principles kind of play into both your workplace as well as just uh, folks you talk to in and around the community? Yeah. Um, so. I mean, in my personal experience, I feel like it was very important to me to find a place where I feel appreciated as a whole, as a professional, and not just, quote unquote, being the diversity token at the office. Right. Um, yeah. like, no, you're, you're 100% yeah. right. Yes, absolutely. That's very common. And that's a fear I had. Like, I didn't want to be hired only because I spoke Spanish or because we I were looked at what I looked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's why most companies do it. Mm-hmm. But they don't do it for the authentic, real reasons. And and what a lot of people don't realize is millennials and Generation Z are really smart at picking up on lip service as opposed mm-hmm. yeah. to the intention behind it. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, so it's it's one thing to just put up a tweet and say you know Happy Black History Month, but it, it's another thing to actually have that be part of your culture, you mm-hmm. know, and, and extend it through the whole year. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Mariana. So. <laughs> you're good. I think that's a good question for you, though. I mean, when you were doing your, because you're one of our newer hires here in the mm-hmm. chamber. So, I mean, I assume you did your homework with the chamber as well. And, and yeah. what kind of things did you look out for as you were applying for jobs and stuff like that that helped educate you on what companies were and were not doing? Yeah, I wanted to work with a place that appreciated me as a whole as like what I can bring to the table versus what like how I look like or like just like I'd be able to translate some stuff for them you know right like that's mm-hmm. very common um so with this job what first of all the job title <laughs> says a lot <laughs> um and the interview process and everything about it was great so that's what made me like, say yes, I want to work there. Did you perceive our culture as being welcoming? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know a lot of chamber world before I applied to the job. None of us did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I really love that focus on community and small businesses and how we're all so passionate about growth and having everybody feel appreciated and welcomed. Because, like... Diversity is a superpower. People need to understand that is first of all, it's fun to learn <laughs> and to just like, 
You know, like even with us, every day, we like, Ross and I, we were speaking over Google Translate the other day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, the way for, that's the way for me to learn Spanish. No, that, that's yeah. awesome. That's absolutely awesome. <laughs> like, is we can see how different places are versus others, how, how much they thrive. And we can look at the diversity numbers and we can really see the difference there. And And I think that's why you can see our region growing Mm -hmm. is because we're becoming a place where diversity is happening and inclusion is happening. And all those different cultures, all those different life experiences are coming in here to our region Mm -hmm. and just making us stronger as individuals, making us stronger as companies, making us stronger as communities as well. So once you have those different lived experiences, those different lives that come in here and you start to have conversations and you start to learn from each other and that just elevates you as Mm -hmm. a person, it elevates you as a community and as a company. Yeah. And and, I mean, literally the world does business in Northwest Arkansas with with Walmart, Tyson, J.B. Hunt. Um, and they people from around the globe move here every single day. Our, our fastest growing minority population is actually Indian and Pakistani right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, when you look at just you know the percentage of of uh, people moving here and relocating from that part of the world, and so it's important that we create and foster a welcoming community. I mean, Mariana, you moved here recently. Did you mm-hmm. feel that the community ha- has you know embraced you, you and provided the welcoming environment um, as you relocated? I mean, coming from yeah. Colombia. And other, uh, and other places. Yeah, I mean, I moved here from California. Right. Um, and I was a little... I thought I recognized that accent. Yeah, I picked up on... Yeah, the, the, from, really? from L.A. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're the first person who tells me that. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, no, he was joking. I was being, was joking, I was being yeah. a little facetious, my bad. Um, <laughs> and I was, I mean... You know, when you hear Arkansas somewhere else, like my family didn't even know existed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little like, oh, like, should I do this? But I was really open to it, especially because the outdoor life mm-hmm. and the opportunities to explore and just, I'm just always open to new places. I mean, I moved here. I've been, you know, I moved here by myself like six years ago. And right. I wanted yeah. to explore and see the world and see different things. And, um, are you going to say something? I was just going to ha- I have a follow-up, um, and this will go for, for several of you, but when we look at um, the cultural engagement of the community as a whole, obviously, mm-hmm. has um, evolved, obviously, over the last uh, few decades up here. Ross kind of touched on that, um, talking about from the time he graduated high school to now. You've seen a lot of these movements kind of move on, and I think I'm getting the general consensus from the table that, obviously, we all are kind of in agreement. If you're going to hire, especially the next-gen people, you need to try and engage as a company with the things that they are passionate about, whether that be uh, their cultural heritage or some of the things that they find really engaging and things that they really care about and are passionate about. And so I actually wanted to toss something back to Brad. Uh, you actually grew up here, too, um, a little bit before Ross. So just a little. Just, just a little bit. Never, but, uh, no, I'm, again, they're not related. <laughs> so, but when you look at where things were, let's say, back in the 1980s, yes. and uh, some of the, the just cultural engagements that are happening in and around the community, you now have uh, things like uh, there's a, a pride parade in several different areas around northwest Arkansas 
We have uh, multicultural events, the uh, including the, the Art Walk. On Black History yeah. Art Walk had yeah. Black History Month this month. Uh, we've got the NWA Community Showcase, which highlights a lot of different uh, uh, diverse businesses and business owners in and around the area. Having Latin bands play at a free community concert. Like. What Was there anything like this in the 80s when you were growing up? And what has it been like to see your hometown region really adopt these things and try to run with them? Yeah, it's exciting, you know. Um, I look back at high school, for example, and um, we had one black person, and I never really was a friend with a black person until college mm-hmm. uh, in my early 80s in Fayetteville. And that says a lot if you think about it. I wasn't exposed to many cultures because we were a very white area. And a uh, population of 15,000, um, you know, they were looked at as outsiders, too. And um, some of the generations previous to me weren't as nice to them, and there were signs on the roads. Yeah. Uh, we had sundown the sundown around here. Absolutely. And, you know, that heritage, part of my um, life, I'm not very proud to have been a part of that and, and growing up in that. But um, I, I vowed to make a difference in Blaze New Trails. And in the 80s, that was kind of the spirit. You know, video killed the radio star. <laughs> it was time to, to do some things. It was the 80s. And we went out and made a difference, um, including the, the gay community. Uh, we started um, uh, being ourselves and letting people accept us for who we are and showing that we contribute to society and um, we can make a difference. And um, the pride parades weren't so much uh, that evolved um, you know, uh, trying to bring attention to themselves. But I, who said it earlier? It's more that you're celebrating your own personal identity right. with others. That sense of belonging that I talked about earlier, uh, that drove a lot of it and just tired of um, constantly being attacked for that. But this area, yeah, it has changed a lot. It's um, wonderful to see, you know, we used to have crazy days downtown, Rogers. Well, <laughs> you know, that's nothing like the art on the Art on the Bricks art walk or uh, some of the monthly celebrations we have with the cultural, cultural diversity around here. Well, and, and how do you think the acceptance we've seen, especially here in Rogers, of some of these new events has been uh, phenomenal? Uh, a lot of it just deals with outreach programs like uh, the things that you work on, Mariana, going out with Giovanni and talking with uh, business owners, getting them to help engage with us, getting them to engage with the community. It helps. But uh, at, this is a question for the group. How do we get uh, more of those companies to uh, work with or appreciate some of those movements that are happening? Or how would you encourage business owners to start getting their companies to uh, work with their employees and, and get them invested in some of these things. Don't be paralyzed um, by the fear of saying or doing the wrong thing. Do yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what size business you have, start internally. I think that's so important. Yeah. Uh, you've got to be authentic, and that comes from inside. The authenticity uh, is the yeah. key. Oh, yeah. yeah, listen. Being genuine about your intentions. Yes. Grow. Listen. Learn. Um, but don't be afraid to do something. Um, highlight your employees willing to step up like me and talk about it mm-hmm. and uh, champion it. Be real, authentic, celebrate. But 
I still get back to it. Can't be just one month. That's great. Right. You've got to really extend it, like Ross was talking culture. about, mm-hmm. and it has to become a true part of your values and culture, and that's which a, the chamber has. And that's a lot of the work that we're doing with emerging leaders and leadership Benton County as well. Is yeah, we're trying to get them engaged in the community, but what they're learning in the community, they're gonna hopefully the idea is for them to take back and implement into their workplace, mm-hmm. and then that way. Change doesn't happen overnight. It's a slow, it's a slow go. And that way we can make those intentional processes. And we're, fo- we're fostering up that next generation to be that inclusive leader that they can take it to their community, but also into their workplace. So now, you know, you hit it on it earlier. I'd much rather see a company invest in their employees that are culturally different than going out and putting a commercial on TV saying, hey, we did this and here's how much money we poured into this and everything like that. That's great. You need to do that. But you need to invest in your employees first. And it's a workforce development. It's a talent retention thing. And we need to be looking at that as exactly. well. Well, I, I think about a you know Super Bowl commercial, you know, just coming off the Super Bowl. It wasn't this year; but it was a couple of years ago. Somebody spent, you know, a company spent, you know, five million dollars for a thirty-second ad to brag about donating two hundred thousand dollars worth of water. Like, right. why, why didn't you just spend five point two million and <laughs> donate that much water? You know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I definitely yeah. think that so you need to look it's at... It's not just the token, like, bragging, hey, we yeah. did this. It's the work behind it. It's and the that, intentionality. That's, that, that's where the intentionality is, and that's where the millennials and Gen Z, they can see right through some of that stuff. So don't just don't yeah. just tweet it. Don't just Snapchat it. Yeah. Live it, it. Live it. Live it. And, make, and put it in your values, put it in your culture, ingrain it into everything that you're mm-hmm. doing as a business and as an organization. I think Cox Communications, uh, as an as a example, um, is a company that does that very, very well. Um, we actually did a, a spotlight series uh, of focusing on that, how to implement uh, I, 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 inclusion, diversity, and equity is what they call it, IDE. We call it social social equity and inclusion. Um, how, how to implement that? And they had some great things that were out there of just it was it was bottom up. It wasn't mm-hmm. dictated from the top down. The board didn't say we're doing this. The CEO. It was all about creating employee resource groups. It was about letting the employees empower themselves mm-hmm. to create that culture. And when it you know just like with our rebrand and with our mission and vision and values, when it comes from those that are living it every single day it has a little bit more meaning and power and it, you can feel it and it creates that energy throughout the entire uh, corporation or company mm-hmm. and not just something that, again, is, is going out in a tweet. Yeah. Just like um, our research be- behind our new brand, um, it clearly indicated all the feedback that our people are our brand. Yeah. They're, they're the front line of the brand. And you do that internally and then go externally. It's just, yeah. it's real. I yeah. was working, I'm working with an entrepreneur down in Fayetteville. She's just starting up a vintage clothing company. And one of her standalone pieces that she's marketing out there is that everything that she does is sustainable. So I think we got to, this is not just about diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's also about the environment. It's also about um, being giving back to the earth as well. So they're not just looking at the DEI initiatives. They're looking at what you're doing to be sustainable and give back into 
the earth and protect mother nature as well. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's a great point. It's not just, it, it's not just a racial conversation. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, environmental things. It's, it's religion. It's diversity of thought, diversity of experience, lifestyle choices. Like it, diversity means diversity. Yeah. You know? And when you look into it, it's very, it's intersectional. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Everything affects everything. Yeah. And is, is very important to see it as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I do have to wrap up. Sorry to interrupt, <laughs> but we are going a little long. Yeah. But I just, it's, it's a great conversation. It's, exactly. It is. This is a fantastic conversation. And again, I encourage everyone to make sure that you check out some of the links that we're going to have posted just to kind of give you a little bit more information or reach out to any of our panelists today, which had some, uh, who all had some great things to contribute to the conversation. And obviously, we all have things that we can say forevermore. But I, I think the biggest thing that I want to touch on that everyone has been saying, uh, number one, be authentic. Uh, number two, uh, internally, reach out to your employees. Listen. Listen to the things that they're passionate about, that they share compassion with, where they come from, what their heritages are. Um, And uh, three, uh, when you start getting those action plans together, don't just uh, throw things at the wall willy-nilly, hope that they stick. Uh, Live it. Continue pushing through those things. Learn. Uh, As Brad said, don't be afraid to have a launching point and to get something going and moving on from there. So I want to thank all of our panelists today. You all were fantastic. The discussion points were, were wonderful. Uh, again, uh, we were joined by Brad Phillips, our SVP of marketing communications. Thank you, Brad. It's been wonderful. Mariana Osorio. I got it right this time. Yes. Uh, she was uh, joining us from community development, our community engagement and inclusion manager and Ross Phillips, who is our SVP of community development. Thank you both for joining us as yeah. well. Uh, Steve, I guess I'll toss it back to you, man. Well, yeah, and this would be a great time that we could have a sponsor recognition. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it until we get one, man. I'm telling we'll you. We'll get one. I'm telling you. So, uh, no, absolutely. Thank you all for being here. It was absolutely fantastic conversation. Just, uh, again, I think the I think the key takeaway from today is authenticity and intentionality. You can't just you can't just say you're doing it. You have to do it. And again, this is all about it's, it's it, I look at it as a workforce tool. You know, that that's my role, you know, as, as economic development, workforce is a key priority. Um, and that's what it is. It's, it's cheaper to keep an employee than it is to have to constantly rehire because they don't feel that they're accepted within your company culture. And so and again, that's just going to benefit you. Um, as a business, it, it just it, it really comes down to it. This this is progress is happening. You know, the, the, this generation, millennials, Generation Z, they are the first generations that are not getting more conservative as they age uh, in terms of socially liberals continuing to to push that um, and continuing to, to progress in that way. So if you want to have your business around in 15, 20 years, you need to start doing these things now. Um, and that's really what it comes down to. And yeah. we're here as a resource to help. And uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was just going to say, yeah, keep up with the world. Yeah, it's exactly. It's as simple as that. It, it, it's moving, you know. So uh, so we're, we're, again, just excited to have these conversations. And we're here to be a resource. You know, the Chamber, we are the voice of business. We provide resource and assistance. If you have questions, if you want to know what more you can be doing, we are happy to be here to be a resource to help you and make your business as successful as possible. Exactly. Check us out, rogersol.com, in case you're not following us right now. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share via SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube, and all of the social media accounts that we have out there. All the socials. That's right. Thank you all for listening. Join us again. Our next episode is going to be celebrating women in business as part of Women's History Month. Uh, That episode should be airing on, I believe, March 1st. 
And yeah, I just want to thank you all again for listening and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. All right. We'll see you next time on the Chamber Voice of Business podcast. Hear again. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we'll keep it going. Yeah, we'll keep Mariana. Keep going. Yeah. And Ross is sad now. <laughs> 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 thank you all and have a wonderful day. Thank you.